All right. Hello, everyone. Nancy here, and I've got Dr. Sam Graber with us today. And welcome back to another episode of Entrepreneur Rescue Mission. Uh, this episode is actually a super special bonus edition. Uh, so if you're listening and you're a frequent listener, uh, you know I do like short little sweet nugget episodes. Well, this one is going to be a rapid fire interview with Dr. Sam, and we're going to really dig into her experience as an entrepreneur, um, obviously going through some different things that she's been through. And I just think her story, um, her, I mean, she's wonderful wealth of knowledge and just an amazing, you know, amazing soul. So I can't wait to share a little bit more uh, about her. So Dr. Sam, um, first off, thank you for being here today. Um, and second off, uh, can you just kick us off by sharing a little bit about you and who you are and what you do? Sure. Absolutely. And thank you for having me here. And thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm Dr. Sam Graber. I am a seasoned holistic chiropractor. I retired from an active practice in 2016 to kind of transition into more of an online role. I loved the hands-on work and being face-to-face with clients. And to be honest, I miss that a lot. Uh, But I love being able to impact more people through an online platform. So as of now, I am focusing my, um, my work on women in midlife helping them transition along that menopause continuum uh, because we're, it can hit us at all different times. And some of us coast right through and others have a really tumultuous time. I feel that the better people can understand their bodies, the better they can care for them. And that really just sums up what I do. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I love the work that you do. I definitely, uh, oh my gosh, we could chat about that all day long, but absolutely (laughs) love what you're doing. Um, So to kick it off, you know, I'm going to ask a bunch of random questions kind of in no particular order. Um, but I just want you to answer almost do like the Mel Robbins thing, right? The five, four, three, two, one kind of answer the first thing that pops to your mind. Um, so the first question is what are three challenges that you're facing, uh, just in general right now in life and in business? Sure. Um, well in business, I would say it's, I am a recovering perfectionist. And so I'm constantly, and, and, you know, having this quote unquote expert, um, status, so to speak, you know, being a doc and being very, very highly educated on my topics. It is, it's very hard at times to sum all that up in a way that can get across to my audience quickly and concisely, because I, I, I basically blur the line between educating and informing, meaning I want to dive so deep in. Um, so that, that's one of my issues. The other part is just sometimes, and you know this intimately, it's hit and go and, and publish. <laughs> just make it live, woman. So uh, that's one. And then um, I think, you know, part of my, my challenge right now is I am really at this beautiful place in my life and this midlife stage of I am, you know, re- I'm redefining myself and I get to do that on a very regular basis. So I wouldn't call it a challenge in, in the sense that we usually think of that word. I think it's a challenge just in ways that I feel there's so much potential for me and so many routes I could take that would all fulfill me. It's just a matter of now t- dialing in a little tighter, you know, 
So I think those are, those are my main challenges. Yeah. That's actually a great point you bring up. And I'll, I'll say probably one of the number one struggles of um, most entrepreneurs that I see is, you know, that shiny object syndrome, right. Where it's like, oh my gosh, we're, we're, you know, as humans, right. We're creative people, but as entrepreneurs, man, add a little bit of fuel to that fire, right. We're super creative beings. So what advice would you give? Um, Cause again, that's a great point that you brought up to someone who is kind of starting out and has all these ideas and is kind of jumping from one thing to another, like what advice would you give that person? Yes. And, and this is advice that I wish I had taken earlier and people gave it to me. I was like, Oh, that's nice. That sounds good. Yeah. That's good for some people. <laughs> and mostly it is really narrowly define what you want to do. Yeah. You know, we call it niche or niching down. That was so hard for me. And it's still, I still a struggle, but because now I know my audience so well, I am so dialed into her. Um, even though what I do applies to all, all people with human DNA, as I will often say, I mean, it's physiology, it's metabolism, it's mindset. Yeah. But the messaging and the marketing, you, you cannot speak to all those different audiences and really land with them. So niching into one specific audience and one specific um, ideal client avatar is the key. And, and it has really liberated me by doing that. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would definitely say, and it's so funny right at the gate, like that's the same thing I see with everyone. So that's great advice. Um, so as far as my next question, okay. So if I were to ask you, you know, what is your biggest achievement, uh, whether it's personal or professional, like what is the one thing that pops up in your mind that you're most proud of? Um, I think it's really just overcoming things and realizing that, you know, this, this too shall pass, um, you know, getting out of my own way and that's personally and professionally. So I would say that's it. There's nothing, there's nothing really like an occurrence. It's just more a way of being. Yeah, that. Yeah. Excellent. So um, I like to ask this question. So I'm a huge Tim Ferriss fan. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard of Tim Ferriss, he's the uh, author of Four Hour Workweek, uh, which is a book that absolutely changed my life. And he actually came out with a book called um, Tools for Titans. And it's a huge book and it's a compilation of a bunch of questions that he asked a lot of different people. And one question that I really love that he asks, um, and I like to ask it sometimes when I do interviews, if you had a billboard, that was front and center, you know, literally like where tons of people were going to see it. What would you put on that billboard? I think just like I just said, this too shall pass. And that goes for the positive and the seemingly negative. You know, we don't often grow in those, those positive times we grow in the negative or what we perceive as a negative. So that would be it. This too shall pass. Love that. Yeah, that actually, and that's great advice for, you know, those of you who are listening, who are kind of in it right now, right. You know, and in fact, I call them Scott and I call them seasons, <laughs> you know, we're yeah, kind of going absolutely. through things mm -hmm. um, because it's not permanent, you know, and it's something even my dad used to always say, you know, no matter how bad it gets, you know, it's always going to get better. And, you know, Scott, actually, whenever I was going through a rough time, starting my business, he, mm -hmm. um, that showed me this Les Brown video. And in the video, Les Brown was talking about having to pull the bow and arrow back before it uh -huh. shoots forward. And yes. so um, I love that. This too 
too shall yes. pass. Yes, uh, and that's for the positive, you know, too. Like you, you can think, oh man, I am riding high. Look at me, my business is kicking butt. I am taking <laughs> names, but yeah, that's that too can pass. So embrace it, but also, you know, really study it. Like, why are you in the zone? What are you doing now? Or what have you done to prepare for it? What was part of that pulling the bow back? Yep. And really, you know, debrief on those things. Do the less sexy things that make you <laughs> help you look sexy when you need to or you want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah, absolutely. And I think actually that point too, like I had something right, you know, we, we had a great launch and everything was rocking and rolling. And um, I actually had, you know, a team member. It was kind of something that I found out suddenly. And again, I think of like mindset shifts we can make, right. You know, where it's like, all right, so what now, what? you know, like we got to keep moving yes. on, you know? And so I just found myself and I know Sam, I was kind of talking to you about this offline, but you know, having that week where it felt kind of like I was riding a wave, right. And it was like up yeah. and down and my energy felt really good at the beginning of the week. And then all of a sudden starting to get some of that anxiety and then was able to kind of get through it. Um, how do you feel since, since your start of entrepreneurship, like how do you feel uh, that your mindset has changed uh, and any tips or pointers for those out there who might be struggling and really kind of in it and, and finding it hard to get through it and get kind of move forward. Yeah. Oh, huge topic. Um, I would say the biggest things are understanding that, that we really, like we are in charge of our lives and we can think about the things and we can wallow in that stuff that makes us feel weighed down and mucky or we can find those things that really are an anchor to fulfillment, things that, that feed our energy and feed our soul. And I would, I just focus more on that at this point. Um, I used to get really bogged down with all the details and how's this going to look and, you know, being this quote unquote doctor and you're supposed to have this such a professional everything. And, you know, now I'm just, I show up as me. I'm not a really polished person. I'm more the t-shirt and jeans kind of gal. And I like, I like that I can show up as I am. You know, I used to just wear yoga pants and a nice, good, comfortable shirt when I was physically working with people. I never, I wore like a white outfit or a white coat once or twice in my career. And that was to attend these other, you know, offices that I had to work at. But otherwise, I think just show up as you are, um, really get clear on who you are. And for me, it was wrapping up a lot of the junk from the past and realizing just how, you know, trauma follows us. We may think we've gotten over it, as we say, or, you know, that, oh, well, that's so long ago. That stuff has a way of creeping up. And it really has a way of creeping up when we're stressed. So working on, on stress mitigation, you know, stressors, which are the things that cause stress, they're going to be there forever. It's how we deal with it. And just stuffing it, um, FYI for all of you out there, if you're an emotion stuffer like I was, it eventually it seeps out and it's like, that's part of me loving this midlife phase and working with other women here. Um, it's like this stuff comes to a surface and it brews up and you cannot control it. And the longer you try to just stuff, stuff, stuff and shove it away, the harder it is um, on your life when it comes up. And so if, if we can actively go in and do some of the work and it's tough work. I won't lie and say, oh, it's easy. Just, you know, no problem. It's very tough, but having the supportive community, supportive friends, um, a good relationship with yourself where you can learn to trust yourself because FYI, that's the person we're with forever. 
our whole lives. <laughs> we have to have that relationship and we, and it's worth building. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Now, because you do so much work, this just makes me think about, um, too, you know, you work with a lot of women and, you know, um, you mentioned like finding more about who you are, right. You know, what would you say at like, what point in your life did you actually start to have those aha moments where you're like, hmm, you know, I feel more confident within myself. I feel like I know myself more. Like, when did that kind of happen for you? Well, it was definitely not, not that all that long ago, which is kind of crazy. Cause I'm, I'm 50 years old and you would think, man, I probably had it locked up in my thirties. Not really. And forties were better. You know, I was starting to feel a little better about who I was, always been a physically active person. So being physically strong for me has helped me with confidence. And it's funny, I, throughout my whole life, people would, I'm sure say, Sam, oh, she's like the most confident person I know. She walks in a room, she, you know, addresses people. I'm very, very confident seeming, but internally it was no, not like that. It was more, you know, doubting myself and all those things. So I, I'd say really uh, the last few years, three to four, where I've really put in the work. And one of the most critical ways in, in which I did that was really uncovering the Enneagram work. And that's an E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M for those of you listening. Um, I have tapped into more of myself. And in addition to that, and equally important, I think is I'm able to relate to other people in a way that that truly relates versus me just talking as who I am. I, I, I feel I'm, I'm better able to understand them and their past and you know what they're showing up with. Yeah, so I'd say that it's just been more recent than I'd like to say. <laughs> I love that. And as far as an Enneagram, so if anyone wants to go out and do one of those, is there one that you recommend or is it just like one of those things that you Google? Yeah. Um, well, they can go to my website, um, drsamgraver.com. I've got a freebie on there. It's a, it just says, you know, discover or uncover what your Enneagram type is. And I give just a, it's a one page PDF that gives a little brief description. And then there's a free test on there that they can go and, and look into. And it's just a starting point, you know, it's, and I think that's a lot of it too. We've kind of been conditioned, like there's, yeah, there's a test for everything. What kind of animal? What's your animal? Your spirit animal? Whatever, <laughs> you know. It's it's a starting point. You know, you you kind of get a little better insight as to what makes you tick and what makes you a ticking time bomb, and that's the type of work I absolutely love to do, helping people uncover themselves. You know, and and really dig into the stuff that's going to help them become more connected with their, their life in general. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So yes, that's drsamgraber.com. And I will be taking that after this. Yes, good, good. Um, I think that's a really great point. Uh, so my next question is, um, you know, one that I just love to ask people because it means something, you know, a little different to everyone else, but what makes you happy? Happy, lots of things make me happy. Um, I, gosh, I'm just a really genuinely happy person. And I think a lot of the philosophy of knowing this too shall pass, I drink in the, the stuff that makes me happy a little bit more. Um, things like a conversation like this makes me happy. I like the deeper things. And I also enjoy just going on a walk and watching the squirrels running up down the trees. And that makes me happy. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so if I were to say like, you know, something about you that would surprise people, 
is there a certain like fact about you or something that people might be surprised to know about you? Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> curveballs here. <laughs> curveball. He did not tell me any of these questions before y'all. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. Oh man. Um, 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 yeah, probably, uh, well, no, I don't know. I love to cook, but people probably know that if they read anything about me. Um, I, I am a very eclectic person. Like I, I just, I have so many things that I'm interested in the, so many things I enjoy. Uh, I'm pretty easygoing, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what people would, would be surprised by. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about, I know, you know, just cause I knew yeah. you a little bit more than yeah. everyone else. Um, you know, some of your passions as far as like sustainability and then also like, you know, um, the trafficking and some of the other mm-hmm. things, um, can you just share a couple of those things with us that you're very passionate about? Oh yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. The regenerative agriculture is huge on my, um, on my interest list because I see everything is interconnected. You know, and when I, I'm a huge proponent of real food and real, you know, animals grown in the way that nature intended, food grown in the way that nature intended. So regenerative agriculture is just absolutely uh, something that makes so, so much sense to me. And it, it feeds our health. Um, I love people being out and, and working in ways that are very in compliance with nature. Nature has, you know, a few rules. And when we follow those, things work well. You know, we, we are just so trying to fit nature into our world, but we've got to remind ourselves, like, it's not us versus nature. We are nature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that to me is huge. And then in the anti-trafficking space, I've, I've been involved in that for, for quite some time and helping with missing kids and, you know, the kids that are, are missing and people don't really think about them and, and what's what could be happening in that world. And it really opened my eyes into what trauma causes and what trauma un, um, unexamined can do. And so that really, you know, became something that, that just took a lot of my, um, a lot of my attention for quite a few years. And then I realized I was spiraling into a not, not so healthy way. So now I've realized ways that I can merge those two passions along with what I do. Um, I do a lot of work with women and children and, and men who've been trafficked. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. So part of what I, I really try to do is aim people in the right direction for understanding. And one of my huge goals is to have a regenerative farm and a tiny home village on that regenerative oh. farm. I love it. <laughs> oh, it was, and it is like, I can picture it. It's just there. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I would love, love to it. all that. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. So that's surprising. I'm surprised. Oh, well, there um, we go. She knows so, me pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, outside of, you know, all the wonderful things that you do and with your business and everything like that, when you have to disconnect and kind of, you know, obviously recharge your battery a little bit, what are some of the hobbies or the things that you do to kind of disconnect? Uh, physical activity. I lift heavy things and then I put them back down and then I lift them <laughs> up again and then I put them back down. <laughs> and it's that physical getting into my body. That is wonderful. Um, I love to cook. Uh, I don't cook a lot right now, but I, I, I go through these seasons of cooking like crazy. Um, I absolutely enjoy just meeting friends out for coffee. Um, that's just, that, that helps me recharge you know, and, and really genuinely talking with someone in front of me that, you know, I can just be with. 
Awesome. Those are the, those are the main ways. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so as far as, um, you know, just some recommendations for our audience, um, you know, I usually like to ask, has there ever been a book or a podcast or something that, that just almost made like a kitchen timer go off like, ding, uh, you know, is there anything uh, that you could recommend to the audience, maybe a book. And like I said, or a podcast, uh, that you would recommend that really just changed your perspective on things or really helped you have like a breakthrough. Um, gosh, I read, I am a voracious reader. I have three or four books going at all times, but I would say one that really got me um, recently is, is a book by a, she's a certified nurse midwife. Um, her last name is Wilson, W-I-L-L-S-O-N. Um, I don't have it right here, but it is called Making Sense of Menopause. And it is really a profound book that has not only, you know, shifted menopause, we always think is just this hormonal thing. And it's just about your sex hormones, but there's so many other hormones that are tied in and so much of, of making, you know, meaning in our lives. That's why I work with meaning and menopause because there, we're not here just to take up space. You know, we're not here and it's not just an accident and it's not just some like random occurrence, this whole thing called life. Like there's, there's meaning behind it. And I love it when people can bring that kind of full circle to make me go, yes, that this is the stuff like this, this gets me. So that would be, that's what first came to mind. Excellent. Awesome. I mean, there's so many, I mean, with entrepreneurs, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Um, so we're going to close it out in just a couple minutes. Um, the last question I have for you, actually I have two more, but I'll be, you know, short and, and brief with these. Um, if you had to pick three words to describe yourself, right? Just three words that pop in your mind. What would they be? Um, open-minded number one, uh, number two would be really compassionate. You know, I'm very compassionate and I'm also protective. And that is, you know, that's, I would say like a little combo there, uh, protective of people. And I'm also protective of my myself and my energy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to just, you know, give that all the, all the way, all the time. And now I'm, I'm really a lot more selective with it. Wonderful. Love it. Um, and then the last, what we're going to just end it out on, um, what would you like to tell our audience just to kind of leave them better? Um, any advice that you would give, you know, whether it comes to entrepreneurship or life or anything that you'd like to leave us with? Sure. Do the work on yourself first or, and be, be in that as you're building your business, because again, you have this one life you know, and it's, it's, it's yours to make meaning of, and other people are not always going to have your best interest at in mind. Not that they're against you. It's, it's up to you to have your best interest in mind and your business can be the, the path through which, you know, along which you walk and you bring other people and make their lives better. And I, you know, just do the work on yourself first. Love it. Concomitantly. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. Do the work on yourself. Excellent. Um, so thank you, Dr. Sam. That is a wrap of my rapid fire questions. You did amazing. Um, and again, we just really appreciate you being on and, you know, for everyone listening, um, you know, out there, thanks for tuning in to another episode of entrepreneur rescue mission. Um, so stay tuned for another episode next week. And thank you again, Dr. Sam for being with us today. Thank you, Nancy. All right. Bye everyone.